You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. So, uh, episode 378 of the New Utah Podcast um, hopefully you can't hear the dog fucking slamming her bone against the <laughs> thing there. She's just chewing away, being a good dog with the bone up against the leg of the So table. it sounds like she's chewing on the leg. It's like, because <laughs> you can hear everything. Um, I don't know if our listeners can actually hear that, though. Probably uh, not. If you listened to your own episodes, maybe you'd know. Uh, I do listen to a lot of it. I don't. Um, <laughs> I did for the first like month, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just hearing the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I do, because I have to edit it, so I listen to chunks of it. I try my best. We don't edit for content. I don't know if everyone's figured that out. Um, it is very rare that I actually cut stuff from an episode or from, from talking, um, because I don't feel like that's a good way to do stuff i i feel like uh the what we have the format that we have the the just talking openly seems to work for us mm-hmm. i mean we're seven years going so well it's not like you get paid for this so it's less work for you to do anyway that's also true that is that's a lot of, it is a lot of work to edit stuff together yeah. like you know i think to some of our like when we did the halloween expo <laughs> we had like <laughs> we had like three episodes of shit we had hours and hours and hours of content but to go back through and re-listen to it and figure out where Jeremy and Josh, um, you know, repeated themselves like three times for like four straight hours. A long circular conversation to cut that. That takes a lot of time. So you probably could have cut that interview down to about 20 minutes worth of useful. I do have, you know, uh, I do have an understanding and appreciation for people that do incredibly produced podcasts, but at the same time, like there's, Different kinds of shows that you want to listen right. to, and this is not an incredibly produced podcast. This is not that show. It is, however, the show that you can listen to and can count on a consistent volume level from everyone talking on the fucking show. Mm-hmm. And how easy it is to get the volume level consistent amongst everyone, no matter if we have quiet talkers or people that don't understand instructions with sitting <laughs> close to the mic. It boggles my mind when I listen to a podcast and I cannot fucking understand someone that's talking. Okay, something is happening that makes me actually want to go to Fanex. Michael what? J. Fox and... um, um I don't want to see him. You um, should go because I'll be there. Jared Padalecki is going to be there. So Padalecki is maybe worth going for, but I don't want to see Michael J. Fox, man. I don't want to see him have Parkinson's all over the place. <laughs> it's sad. It's, that's, it's very sad. Yeah, that's not how I want to see Michael J. Fox. I just want to see him as Well, nobody was. wants to see you have asshole all over the place, but that's what happens what? every week on this podcast. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, I don't I, want to see him have Parkinson's all That's a terrible thing to say. It's not. I don't want to see him in that regard. Like... Okay, you can say, I'd okay. rather not see him looking so ill and sick. I want to have good memories. Not, I don't want to see him have Parkinson's all over the place. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, really. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's doing great. And I think it's ridiculous yeah. that he's, because I don't know that it's him that's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and see the fans. Like, I kind of think that's like other people pushing his, him to do this. people, whatever that may be. I mean, it's, it's like the Weekend at Bernie show that we're doing with the president, you know, where he never speaks publicly for some reason like how many times he isn't you remember, i remember when i was a kid like 
the president spoke relatively frequently. Like, and when they did, like all TV channels, all four of them switched. Yeah, over all to the, the news switched to it, and like you know, even and even as I got older, like the president would speak, and they're on CNN, on Fox, on MSNBC, on CNBC, on all the major networks, and it's like. That just How did this happen turn now? to the president? I'm uh, chastising you about teasing Michael J. Fox, and you've moved on to the president. Well, because I'm pretty sure the president has like serious mental health. Like, pretty not, sure, not mental health. Mental health's the wrong term, but like mental degradation. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be hard to say. He's he not a that. sound mind anymore. Like, like fucking watching um, Mitch McConnell. Have oh. a full on like fucking auditory seizure, <laughs> just like your dog. I love all yeah. the memes that came out of that, or, though. Or or watching um, Feinstein, like she was an amazing fucking congressperson in her heyday, and now watching her, like she's not making a single fucking decision. Right. Nothing that's happening from her office is her like hearing the stuff. Because by the way. C-SPAN records still. It still exists. It fucking records all the congressional shit. You can go see just about anything that happens in Congress outside of, like, top secret meetings, like, with with top secret classified stuff being said. Everything else is public. And you can go see her, like, pseudo give speeches or, like, there was one vote where she starts talking and one of her aides had to tell her, just say I. (laughs) That's how that's how fucking gone she is. It's like weekend at Bernie shit. My point in all that is I don't want to see Michael J. Fox like that. And I don't think that he's like that. Like Parkinson's doesn't destroy you mentally, I don't think. A, I think it's a much more physical thing. Yeah, it's the it's the tremors and the shakes and it's a it's a what's it called? The um, nervous system, Ticks. degenerative nervous system yeah, or something like that. But he's had it for years. In the last video I saw of him, he doesn't look good. And I just, it makes me sad. I don't want to see him like that. Because I, I like, you know, Back to the Future is a great show. Like, a lot of his stuff is really good. Teen stuff. Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf. <laughs> but Padalecki, yeah, I could see that. That's going to draw a bunch of, you know, young tweens and Who's uh, he? 20-something. He's one of the... One of the guys from Supernatural. Supernatural. Oh. Which, I gotta say, Supernatural, like, especially the early, early years, still one of my favorite shows of all time. I liked time. the first few seasons, but I lost I like interest. every season. I lost interest a while ago. So, the the early seasons of the show were um, very formulaic, uh, and they were like watching a shitty B-rate horror movie every week. And I loved it. Like, that was fantastic. And as it got more popular and got on in years, you know, they had to turn it from being episodic into a much longer storyline mm-hmm. where they still solved mysteries sometimes, you know, like Scooby-Doo style. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of it became, you know, much more dramatized and still not a bad show, but definitely not my cup of tea That's where it lost me, too. But a lot of people love that show. I think I watched most of it until like the last four seasons or so. I've watched all of it. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not a tween. No, just I, so you know. and I don't, I don't think that you're even in, in close to the ballpark of like the, the, the like super fans of that oh, show. Oh, no. Like they've watched that thing so many times. They've watched that more than I've watched The Office or Tommy Boy, probably. I have all kinds of fan videos on YouTube that people make. And fan fiction. Oh, man. Yeah, that stuff. You know who I like out of that show, though, still, and I follow her? It's Felicia Day. 
Oh, yeah, I love that. And she's not really out of that show. She only was in a few episodes of the show. I mean, she was a recurring character, but she wasn't in it like every episode. Um, we have so, we have a really cool picture because she's, um, she's a huge, like, uh, neurodivergent um, advocate. And Sean had her picture taken with her. And then she came back, like, the next year yeah, like, or two, two years, years later. later. And so Sean took her picture with her in the picture and then they put that oh. picture in the picture with them so she's holding a picture of them in a picture of them yeah it's really kind of fun that's funny yeah she's awesome i really like her she had a baby like i think the baby's like five now yeah it's a ba- six. It's, she's a little bit older but and so it's really fun now it's like she has some like little things about her daughter and whatnot yeah that's cool uh also, if you're a geek and you like the role-playing stuff, go watch The Guild on YouTube. It's still one of the best. <laughs> they produced this series on YouTube, and it is still one of the best, um, like, just web series that you can go watch. It's it's great stuff. In fact, I should watch that again. It's really good. Um, wow, we're almost 10 minutes in, and we haven't talked a damn thing about Utah. Well, I guess we talked about Fanex. Pretty, that was I the mentioned Fanex. You're the one that derailed it. I mean, it's that Michael J. Fox. Sorry, it's the Parkinson's. That's what derailed it. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're in the middle of a hurricane, tropical storm. Tropical, tropical storm here. Well, the remnants of it. Um, we're just actually we're just starting to get it uh, today, Tuesday, the whatever, the twenty second. Um, California's gotten pounded. Parts. Parts. My sister's in Corona. She said they'd just gotten rain. Yeah, it just rained for a little while, which, you know, well, this is the thing. Some parts of California, an inch of rain in a day creates flash flooding and mudslides. Um, Other parts, an inch of rain in a day is not a big deal, right? Like some of the really coastal stuff like San Diego, like, eh, the rain's not a huge deal in San Diego because they get a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. But when you hop over those mountains and you get into like, um, uh, Palm Springs, for example. I've Palm seen Springs the videos of like scary. Palm Springs is fucked. Like roads, like washed away, and um, you know the L.A. River was very full and running. Um, and for those of you that don't know what the L.A. River is, it's literally a man-made river uh, system out of concrete, and a lot of homeless people live there most of the time. And it's usually pretty dry. Just about any movie you watch. What are racing cars in L.A.? That's in the L.A. River. That's what they're racing in. Or the skateboarding or yeah. the whatever. That's what it's that is. It's usually the L.A. River. <laughs> but it was designed specifically to handle right. storms like this that dump a lot of rain in a short amount of time. It gives it a place to go. Las Vegas is the same way. Uh, I saw videos. I, I didn't see any like um, last year, but like there were videos of you know the massive water diversion that they do over mm-hmm. by the link yep. where the the ferris wheel is and that whole area just they block it off so cars can't park there and the garages were designed to, to take on you know five six ten feet of water and flood down those streets fortunately that's where a lot of homeless live is down yep. that diversion tunnel but they they actually ahead of this storm they they spent days clearing out those tunnels knowing that this stuff was coming yeah. so um so prepared in that respect but uh not very often three storms uh, in the history of record, in recorded history, anyway, that have hit the California coast, and this was the worst, I think. Not to not to make you be all like politically again, but did you see the Fox <laughs> News thing where they're like, and it came into Mexico, and due to Biden's border, it just came across like up into California. What the fuck? <laughs> what people, the hell? Uh, people are dumb. <laughs> If you if you watch oh sorry if you watch that and believe that you're a fucking idiot 
even to like have anybody say that and not you, mean it in a comical way. You're also way. probably a person that sends your money to evangelicals oh on TV. God. To be fair, if you fucking to watch the, that, and to the that. Nigerian prince that needs some help or whatever. Uh, I, you know, I was watching something or listening something the other day. I can't, I can't remember. Um, but uh, they were talking about uh, statistics. Maybe it was on um, breaking points. Uh, they were talking about um, some new studies that came out in regards to people that get swindled. It is not just your grandparents or the boomers. No. Nope. Uh, a lot of people your age, Julia, and yep. millennials get swindled I've hardcore. I've fallen for some stuff. Um, you have. You signed up mm. for a timeshare. Yeah, we, we black backed out the next day, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but, it's true. But they, and like, there are profiles. Most of it does not originate out of the U.S., but they profile people and they get real specific and they target a lot of fucking people and they, they get them. And it's, it's wild because it's, it's kind of across the gambit. In fact, the younger generations seem to be more susceptible to it because of their online presence and, you know, how quickly they are to like just pass out profile information and stuff like that. Pay for something with a credit card online. Just no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm careful where I put yeah, the my bank card. is never going to call you and ask you for anything. Neither is the government. <laughs> Microsoft. If you get a call from the IRS, um, just Google. <laughs> None of those places are going to call They're you for ha- anything. Having been audited before, everything is through mail. It's everything. just letters, lots of letters. <laughs> and if you want to call the IRS, you're on the phone waiting for oh, a very ever. long time. Just block out your day. <laughs> yeah, just like turn it on and do something else for three hours. Like, no joke. Um, yeah. So anyway, that I just. Uh, the, the hurricane is bringing moisture here. What, what's left of it? I enjoy the hurricane. They did say that uh, they're expecting Lake Mead to to rise. It's still only like fifty three. Yeah, it's still really low. So is Powell. Powell's at thirty eight. Yeah, and so they're still low. So that, I mean, trying to, to to look for the good. If they could, if that could build up. Yeah, we're only required to drop so much water down into those from the upper basin here, and I, I think they're being careful to do that. The dog's going ape shit, apparently. So, um, Julia, while Bree goes and tends to whatever the fucking dog's barking at, I hear you got a good TikTok story we missed last yeah, week. Yeah, so, so this week on Julia gets secondhand embarrassment. No. Yep. Um, I was at my shop with one of my readers, and she's kind of an older lady, and we had nothing better to do than just sit there and scroll through TikToks. And all of a sudden she goes, ooh, <gasps> Oh, look at him. And she flips around her phone to show me who she's checking out. And I'm like, are you for real? Are you serious? Like, do you know what this page is? She was looking at the new Utah podcast on her For You page and checking out my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who was doing that? One of my readers and had no idea that I had a podcast or that that was my dad. Was it the scratcher one? It was the one where we were all just kind of around the table and you were just kind of showing. Oh, just the first yeah. one? Uh-huh. Just showed up on her few page. Like, she didn't, didn't followed it. She had no idea I was part You're of the like, podcast. like, that's my dad, you gross I was like, fucker. are you, for, like, for real? She's like, yeah, and the other guy's kind of cute. I'm like, no. She's like, why? <laughs> that's my dad. Because <laughs> they're fucking middle-aged old people that are my parents. <laughs> and parents' friends. And that's uh-huh. funny. She was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm telling this on the podcast. Yeah, that's good well, I'll stuff. use your name, but I'm telling it. That's good stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, we still got it, huh, Chris? Well, we're, we're, we're we're I'm pretty sure the... Julia threw in that other guy's not bad either, because you know she wanted to make. She me was feel looking better. at both, but but the the thing she was she was she was drooling over down. I was like, never again. Do not. Don't even follow that. Page. And your friend's got some poor taste. <laughs> she's older than y'all. Yeah, well, she's got poor taste. Well, I'm just saying, like y'all are young co- bucks compared she's a to her, Jeremy. Rawr. She's a 70 year old. So our dog Ooh, yes. is really mad that the neighbors across the street are being across the street in their yeah, yard. Yeah, that's what happens. She's like, fuck you so, guys, get out of here. So speaking of dogs, I got I got kind of a funny little story oh, yeah. for you. So uh, towards the end of last week, Bree sends me a message about... Um, Choppy. Hannah. Yeah, well, she's like, she's like, I can't remember. Is Hannah working at a groomer or at a vet? And I'm like, she's at a groomer. She's at Jen, in fact, Canine Design. She's been on the show. She's awesome. Uh, and she's like, okay, because we're looking for some place to take Choppy because... He needs special care because he's an old man. And I said, yeah, she she actually works today. You should give her a call. Uh, and so I give her the number. And then later that evening when Hannah gets home from work, I'm like, did Bree call you today? And she goes, oh, that's who that was. And I'm like, what? I wondered because she was like, I was like, I don't know if I just got professional Hannah at work. or yeah, she got professional what? Hannah. She's like, sure. she's like, I was in the middle of a bunch of stuff. And I'd had a bunch of phone calls and things were going on. And there were people like picking up dogs and I pick up the phone and I do the hi. And she's like, the person is like, Hey, Hannah. And she's like, but I didn't quite recognize the voice. So I'm like, Hey, <laughs> and she's like, we've got to get our dog in this. And I wondered because I was okay. like, you know how choppers like old and she was like, <laughs> uh-huh. So and anyway. I was like, oh, maybe it's just because she's like at work and she's just like, you know, in work mode, like, I have funny. like a work mode. She was, she was in work mode, but she didn't quite make the connection. And, and then as, but as soon as I said that, she's like, that's who that was. Whoops. That's <laughs> yeah. someone was stalking her. Chopper's old and, uh, he needs some serious grooming. He needs uh, mostly his nails. I don't really care about what his fur and stuff looks like. Like we just give him baths, but. His nails, I don't dare. They're completely black, and I'm terrified of them. And they're so long. And so he Chris doesn't... got like a little grinder, and I'm like, it's going to take us three months to grind to those grind things them. down. Yeah, Jen or Anna, the... The problem is, he doesn't... Like, he can't go anymore. So, like... So he doesn't go, walk. Like, if we go on a walk, down. he can't walk with us, because he right. gets to, like, the top of the street, and he's just dying from coughing. Because, like, so... Phoebe doesn't get hers trimmed but she goes on walks right. so Phoebe can fucking go for like 300 miles before she gets tired I remember when Ebo got to that point where we'd go for a walk he'd get to our stop sign which is at the corner of my front yard he'd be done yeah he's like I'm out <laughs> so too much I'm tired when he got to that point Chopper can make it to the top of the, the street the and problem then he's is like, like and no one point. he doesn't get a lot on the like he runs out to the dirt and grass and he spends his time hanging out under a tree in the soft soil so, so. he walks on the concrete pad just the tiniest bit yeah. yeah so he never gets his nails grinded down and he doesn't clean himself anymore he's given up on himself <laughs> <laughs> no, he really has. Like he just doesn't clean himself. So yeah. So I just to... kind of keep him kind of kind of trimmed or whatever. But I'm like, this I can't do this. We cannot do this. But I just I do you remember. So you remember worried. Grumpy Old Man? That movie, Grumpy Old Man. Yeah, that's kind of what he's turned into. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, he clearly. Today I tripped. I'm usually so careful, and today I kicked him this morning. <laughs> he was sitting in like I have all the lights off. I don't really turn a lot of lights on in the morning. 
and I was walking from the bedroom into the office. So there's especially like no lights on because I'm turning off all the lights in the bedroom and the hall and there's no lights on in the office yet. Right. And he's just decided to lay in the doorway. Well, it's (laughs) pitch black because I don't open our bedroom curtains and they're blackout curtains. And all of a sudden I like kick into something soft (laughs) that doesn't move at first. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look down and he's like right there and he's like, Hey, lady, you fucking just kicked me. He's also taken to lay like at the like on the side of the bed where I get in. And like if he's not in his kennel, like in the morning, it's fine because he's always kenneled at night. But like at night, he'll just lay outside of the kennel because he won't come up onto the bed with us anymore. He doesn't even get on the couch with us anymore. And so like I'll get off the bed. I have to look every time so I don't fucking land on he'll lay on that. He'll he'll pull his blink out and lay out just outside the kennel. But like and then. Later, I went downstairs, I don't know, water, chips, I don't know, I went downstairs to the kitchen for something, and as I was walking up the stairs, I was looking at my phone, and again, like, the only light on is in my office, and it's a kind of a dark, cloudy day, so with the blackout curtains and no no lights on upstairs, it's like totally black, except for my office, which is around the corner, and I'm just come up to the top of the stairs, and I've got my phone in one hand, and whatever it was in the other hand, and kick him again, I'm like... (laughs) Dude, get out of the dark. That's Julia. She drops stuff on the dogs all the time. Well, you know. It's to the point where if one of the dogs screams and I'm home, at this point, Dad just goes, what did you do this time? <laughs> yeah. Even I if mean, it's them fighting each other. He doesn't even, he doesn't like yelp. It's not like I'm like going full bore or anything. Like I'm just walking across the hall. But at the same time, I feel really bad because he's all old and <laughs> he just kind man. of looks at me and walks away. Yeah, I mean, like, he comes, it's weird, like, old dogs, man, so uh, he'll come down, and he wants to be in the office with me, so he'll come down, and he'll lay on the bed, or he'll lay on, um, yeah, his bed, the dog bed in my office, or uh, he'll get up on the recliner and lay on the recliner, uh, which he does a lot less frequently now, again, because jumping up on stuff is getting a lot harder for him, Uh, and, like, if I don't turn the lights off when I walk out, he doesn't even, even know then, I'm gone. Even then, sometimes he'll just stay there. Like, he will sleep down there for All like... He's like, not afraid of the vacuum anymore because he can't hear it. And so like, I, he'll just sit there and like watch me vacuum. And I'm like, dude, she's you like have to get him out with of the, the vacuum way. And he doesn't move. I don't ram him with Stand the vacuum. I just like look at him. I'm like, you like have say, to move. Grumpy old man, it's, the, it's the, the, yeah. the dad. So, I mean, the two guys are old, but they've got the dad that's like practically yeah, yeah, deaf yeah. and the, the really old one who still smokes and drinks. Yeah, Chopper can only hear a couple of like sounds. Like he hears the kissing noise that I make. That's, that's how I can get him to like come in. Otherwise, he just like kind of. He'll just stand outside staring in a nothingness at times. <laughs> Poor dog. <laughs> There's some hand signals that he knows, like, you like, know, I do a big wave, old wave, wave and he knows, come. like, he needs to come somewhere, but yeah, other than that, yeah. And, like, getting him to go a direction, like, you have to try and walk behind him, but he doesn't like things behind him because he can't fucking hear anything. So he freaks out and he's, like, tries to run behind you to follow you, but you're like, no, no, you got to go this way. And, like, Poor old man. <laughs> yeah. When is it okay to put a dog down for... When they're in pain. Like, <laughs> like this is like... He's not in pain. His head's just empty. Honestly, when He's he... very be- oblivious. When he becomes incontinent that was, is, I think, the big one. That was uh, Ebo. When, when, I had, when I had to put a diaper on him, and he... Poor guy was just trying to hide in the backyard somewhere, just a, be just, alone. It's just a bad... Yeah, Bad Chopper still like walks around. He's still like he sees he's us. He's fine. He just prances. stares at walls and can't hear anything. Yeah, he's prances. still in good shape. <laughs> he still, still likes pets and yeah, he's bony. And he just throws up every time he gets excited. 
Not every no, time. No, he just coughs a lot. If you just if you catch him like right after he's eaten or like had a drink or something, since it's like right there in his stomach, he might. But mostly he just coughs. Uh, school. It's school School's time. in session. I think. I think now everybody's in. I think all the colleges. I think. Everybody's in. I don't know. Jonathan started. All my his, kids are out of school. Our, our youngest, so he started high school. So fall is right around the corner. That's what that means. Yeah, I uh, I have experienced school zones for the last week <laughs> and waiting for kids to cross streets and not paying attention. I to did cars. that this morning. I had meetings this morning, and I've, I, I, I I know, but like I, it's still like oh, turn onto the street, and it's like oh damn it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Folk Hogan's got some concerts. Oh, yeah. Up. Yep. Rather so. than trying to type it and mess it up like I usually do, I just put the link on there so you could pull it up. Good call. Good call. So September 2nd, which is coming up here in about a week or so, uh, they're in Whitebird, Idaho, um, at the Driftwood stage, I guess. Um, but here in locally, the Ice House, uh, in Murray on September 9th, uh, September 14th. Um, nope, that's Washington. Washington. Uh, Washington. They're going to Washington in September. <laughs> Looks like they're doing a, a couple weeks, uh, maybe a week and a, a week or so in Washington, actually. But then I know they're back to like, uh, Bar Name Sue and a couple other places at the end of. Reg- regularly, yeah. 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 And then I know in October, like, they have the Funkin' Dive mm-hmm. and they have a Piper Down gig. So they, um, they are Halloween. so much fun to watch. I know we've talked about it and, and, even though we might be a little biased because they do our intro and outro music, they're still amazing to watch. They they're, are so much so fun. fun. They're a really good live it's show. It's really they're cool because of all of the different instruments and stuff that they play, too. They play stuff you just wouldn't even think of. And they got the mandolin. They got the accordion. They got all kinds of other strange, cool stuff. But a really fun show. Definitely worth going to if you ever get the chance. So their show, uh, their show in Seattle at... Um the Belltown Yacht Club in Seattle, which I've actually been to the Belltown Yacht Club, um, interestingly enough. But anyway, their show at the Belltown Yacht Club in Seattle, uh, they're, so they're doing this whole tour in Washington with, um, Baby Girl, spelled with G-U-R-L mm-hmm. instead of G-I-R-L. Girl. Uh, but at the, at the, uh, at the Belltown Yacht Club, they also are appearing with Gaytheist. <laughs> and I think that is an awesome band name, Gaytheist. I like it. But they're, they're, they're just so much fun. If you ever get the chance, go see them. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Joining us this week is uh, Victoria Wood, uh, a local Utah tattoo artist. <laughs> Hello. And also, Victoria. what, former sorority sister? I guess still. You're always a sorority yeah, sister. Yeah, does that never really stop? Not me. I got kicked out. See, so, <laughs> former sorority sister. I mean, technically not even me because I didn't pay the dues to be like. Wow. So, so not like I'm not even sister. alum. <laughs> you guys are both like I got kicked out of alumni after like two months. Sorority rejects, oh. fake, <laughs> fake sorority sisters, fake sorority sisters. Because I told the police something and hey, they said happens. not to tell the presidency. But since I didn't tell the presidency, I got kicked out. Oh my! God. Right, it was some stupid wow. stuff. That's uh. That's Sean crazy. tried to be in Jeez. a sorority. She didn't make it either. But Cassie's sorority is really cool. She ended up being the president. Oh wow! That's good. That's good for for Cass. Good experience. Much different school though. Like SUU, SUU, yeah. a lot smaller, a lot less people. A um, little bit, a little bit better, I think, for her um, needs. than the Weebers. <laughs> well, and, like we tried to tell Sean. So Sean decided to come up to the U her junior year, and we tried to tell her because she's like, "Oh, I'll get to join a sorority." 
More like Sean. She was at Dixie before and they don't have any. And she was oh. so jealous of her sister's experience in the sorority. I'm like, it's not going to be the same. I'm like, Phoebe. And I'm where like, was her sister at? Uh, SUU. SUU. Oh, okay. And so Sean's transferring up to the U from Dixie at the time. And, you know, she's like, oh, I'll join a sorority. We're great. And I'm like, Sean, I don't think it's going to be what you think it's going to be. Like, <laughs> you're the, confusing this word sorority. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> we, we just watched that the other day. Um, uh, but, like, she's, we're like, look, the thing is, you're going to be rushing a sorority as a junior, which. It's not the end of the world, but also remember the girls that are in this sorority that are your age, that are juniors, have been sorority sisters oh, for yeah. two years. Oh, COVID changed everything, right? Like you, it was all changed. But like they've been sorority sisters for two years. The relationship they're going to have is way stronger yeah. than you coming in, and you're going to have to break into that existing like click that exists within the sorority or the sorority itself. Like it is not, doesn't mean it's going to be a bad experience, but it's going to be she very actually different. met some people she really liked, but yeah. And was yeah. that at SUU no, or at the, the U? That was at the U. Okay. The U is crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like the U is a lot of sororities there. They, yeah. SUU, SUU where our other daughter was, was like three, two, two sororities. Oh, I love no. That. no, two sororities. <laughs> okay. There was the, you think in chess, there were, the, there were the blondes and the rest. Yeah. The, the hot blonde. girl blonde sorority. I wouldn't say like the hot girl. The atypical sorority for, yeah. uh, for a university where they're like, Oh, we're going to party. Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It then, was, uh, we say blonde because like 95% of them were blonde. And I don't get me wrong. I love Cassie. I love her <laughs> friends from the sorority. They're great, but they were like the nerd girl sorority. Like, yeah, they, that was just essentially the nerd girl the sorority. Nerd girl sorority. Yes, ours was more of the the smarty pants. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely, definitely say that. There Not was, that they didn't party and stuff, right. but like that it wasn't about those, like yes, <laughs> it wasn't about hot chicks doing. They were, they were more about. Community. They were more about community work. So yeah. yeah, community work. Community was was like they did a bunch of like grades. they did a bunch of stuff with like the women's shelter and stuff like that. Yeah, while really she was cool there, stuff. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I know COVID yeah. messed everything up. Yeah, it sure for, did. Because Julia was there during COVID, and then Maya, my other daughter, was at the U during COVID, and that whole thing kind of messed up all of that. Yeah, BC, DC, and AC. I That's think right. it really changed. Sean's experience because she was down at Dixie and it was small and then COVID hit and she came up here to you. The U was big, but everything was online. Still co- yeah. Uh, so and online changes everything. Can I, can I so tell much. you though, that's like the best thing that came out of COVID from an educational standpoint is the incredibly quick advancement of online courses. Absolutely. hundred percent. They are so much better now than they right. were pre COVID. And, and the fact that they're actually offered in mass. Yeah. Cause they've, they've had online college for quite a while now but it hasn't been great well and it depends on the college like a, a, a place like western governors that's all on right, that's all they've been, ever done they've done a really good job of creating uh, an immersive like online content but like salt lake community college or the university of utah where hardly anything was online like they had to figure it out real fast mm-hmm. to make these courses worthwhile and to you know make it so students couldn't just cheat their way through courses which they did for the first year or so i think yeah because oh, yeah. like there was no guy like you could fucking just okay here's the screen that's got all the answers and Copy here's the screen with the t- mm-hmm. yeah like that was a lot of that going on um i i think there is something to be said about the in-person college experience. Like, I think that's a, a, a valid life experience for a lot of people. I agree. Because it's not just about the courses. But also, 
it's a little weird to pay, you know, four or five thousand dollars a semester for online for online public college. That like, and when the professors don't even get back with you, like yeah. in a timely manner. At least some of those online colleges they get back with you, but like it was a huge adjustment for a lot of the professors, even where they were just like, "Oh, I'll just see them in class." Well, no, the class was last. Mm-hmm. It's like every day. It's online now. So yeah. it's completely different. Yeah, it's so, but I think they've done a good job of figuring that out. But I also think that most big universities want people in person because, well, they want their grants to pay for all the shit that's there. Right. Yeah. Because in person, you've got housing, you've got the food programs, you've got just this. Well, and also you have, you know, a university, most major universities like the University of Utah, Utah State, they are research institutions. So that means a lot of their funding is driven by research grants that their masters and and PhD, their doctorate folks actually apply for grants and do grants. And a lot of the undergrad stuff research grants are the best is working. Yeah. Working on those research grants. Um, and that's a lot harder to do remote. It Mm -hmm. is. It is. And so there's, there's a big chunk of that that suffers by having so many people remote is now you don't have, undergrads to do shit work for you basically <laughs> yeah. you know versus some schools so like suu um i know byu they're not research schools so it doesn't mean they don't do research projects it means that the professors that are at those schools aren't there to do research they're there to teach so there's there's a big difference that's something if you don't know about college and university system that's something to think about when you you or a kid is going to look at where you want to go to school especially if you're like in a stem because both of my girls went through stem stuff cassie more so than sean but but you know you can either be a part of someone else's research or at a school like byu or suu there's a lot more research that's student-driven, meaning students apply for grants and students do the projects and students drive the whole research project piece. And so what you're doing on a research project at a school like SUU or BYU is you're actually driving the research. You're doing that work, which I think is super valuable long-term in a lot of careers to understand how to apply for grants or how to run big projects with a bunch of people. And you just don't get that as an undergrad at like a research school. Mm-hmm. But you also get to work on way fucking cooler shit all the yeah. time. Like the University of Utah has a working nuclear reactor on campus. Right. They do? Yeah. Yeah. They have oh, a really I didn't know that. They have one of the best nuclear engineering engineering programs in the world. Like yeah. Well then they do archaeological digs in Peru. And I mean like I briefly knew about they that. They do all kinds of stuff. They so have there's so much money. There's there. advantages and disadvantages to both. Yeah. They have a ton of money, you know, Pac twelve or now Big Twelve, I guess. Um they they have a lot of money and in part because of the research grants and stuff like like that. But again, you know, it's just a it's just a difference of do you want to work on someone else's project or your own? You know, how and it depends on what your goals are. Do yeah. you do you want a professor that's there to really instruct you, or do you want a professor that's there to kind of teach you how to work in the real world, which is what you're gonna get more at a research institution because they're gonna be like, Okay, here's the shit and like come do this thing. <laughs> is Weber a research institution? Uh, I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Because um, I know my situation there was a very unique situation with my schooling and stuff because I, I originally started as musical theater and then we like after I graduated, I switched over and did some other stuff as well. Um, but that's how I learned how to apply for grant and stuff is they paid for me to work in New York for two weeks. So they paid for the housing and everything. And but that was driven by you, right? You had to do it. Well, so that's the thing is it's kind of weird because 
it's like we did have to apply for it, but the professors were guiding us through the whole thing. So that's why I was confused yeah. if they are yeah, or the professors are still there to, so, to guide you, but it's not their baby. Weber, okay. Weber is not an under, uh, is not a research institution, yeah, okay. which means we the, the professors that are there are not there for research grants. Okay. They do a lot of research, but it's, they actually even, um, have an office of undergrad research specifically to help undergrads start and get funding for research projects. Yeah, that's who we worked with. So th- I guess that makes more sense. I guess I didn't understand the bigger picture of other Weber universities. State, also the biggest school in the state, population-wise, I believe. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and it's got a really good... Uh, it's a good commuter school because there's a lot of both kids going there and then uh, adults going back for higher education. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Weber State's just shy of 30,000, which is number three. Uh, so Utah Valley is at 41. That's right. Utah Valley is a really big uh, one. Uh, and then University of Utah and then Weber. Weber is also an open enrollment school. Right. So for those of you that don't know what that is, that means you don't, you have to apply, but you don't have, like, when, they don't have minimums. When Dixie um, switched over to Utah Tech, did they stay open enrollment? I think so. I think they're still open enrollment down down Utah Tech. We, sh- we should back up with Victoria. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Sorry. So when's your birthday, Victoria? <laughs> you don't we'll, have we'll to do the year, you. just the month and the date. February 22nd. Now the year. I need the year. Ninety-nine. Oh, I need to know the year. <laughs> that's the year. Oh my God, you're a baby. So I have a child. That's the year I graduated. So that end what? of May, first part of June. That's the year I graduated. I yeah, know that's a, a year after Cassie I had was a my year baby. So. Point, so end of May, first part of June. Your parents were Father's Day. on vacation. Father's no Day. Clue. That's Father's Day, man. Is it concerts? Yeah. <laughs> Something was That's going you on. You have, See, you my dad was in the military, oh, so I don't know. Maybe because nine months later you were born. Do you yeah. have older siblings? I do. So this was a Father's Day gift. You were a Father's Day gift. <laughs> it was a Father's Day. <laughs> like, as, hey, Happy Father's Day. Next, next Father's Day, you can look at your parents and be like, huh? "That's what every dad actually wants on Father's Day is to bang." And so your dad was granted that. They're like I was granted a father privilege for a reason. So born here in Utah then, or born elsewhere? Yes, I was born here in Utah, but we didn't like. I didn't grow up here. Yeah. Cause, um, so was your dad in the Air Force? I he was in the Army. The Army. Mm-hmm. Where was he See, stationed? my grandpa was in the Army. You always ask everybody the Air Force because well, of Hill, but my grandpa yeah. was here and he was Army. Correct. Oh, my dad was never stationed here. Oh, okay. So we, my parents, my mom's from Utah, my dad's from Idaho, and they met in Costa Rica. And um, God, that's, all the were, were they like on vacation no. together and like just like it was a Salvation Army like missionary trip. Oh, They're okay. only like summer, okay. and you just like go and help people. So. Is so. You- like your mom from Idaho, Idaho? No, no my dad's from, from Idaho, Idaho. Idaho. He's, he's a farmer boy, went in the army. What, he's Idaho. What, what part of Idaho? Uh, uh, I think at the time it was Nampa. Okay. Yeah. But my, mean, my family's from Pocatello. Oh, nice. A large portion. I've been wanting family. to go there. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> they do have some. I don't know the I name. Have, I think the name intrigues to, me more than anything. I and I hear it a lot. With Bree's assessment. <laughs> they do yeah. have some good breweries. I do have like a lot of brewery. We have, we have better breweries. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't well, a lot better. The, we have the, they, they do have the something dog one there, or the dirty dog or like the wet dog. Dogfish? The something. And they do one of those uh, mulberry beers that's really good. Mm hmm. It's like you can you're also go to drive to Idaho for a mulberry beer. No, but that's if, the thing. if you're just anyway. trying to talk yeah. up his birthplace. <laughs> but if you're there anyway. <laughs> so, so, uh, they met in Costa Rica and then like, 
So do they hook up here in Utah and like hang out for nine months and make a baby and well, then go? The thing, no. So my parents were actually married for two years before having kids. Okay. Um, and that's because my dad was essentially a baby when they got married. He was the like barely turning 19 year old, just started in the military, was going to boot camp and everything. Like I, my parents he had were no privileges, nothing like couldn't drink nothing. I don't know why his brain was like, she's the one. I want her. Yeah. And I'm like, are they still married? Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He was right. They His were was right. So they live on, did she live on base with him? No. So he immediately left. Like they got married and he was gone. <laughs> That's why they got married. So like, yeah, it was because that like, was the, like the world war two where you, the guys would get married the weekend before they shipped out. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, he keeps writing to me and everything. And like, he wooed her. He wrote to her every day for a month. Like, the few months they knew each other. They only knew each other for like four months before they got like engaged and, and married. And it was That's quick. longer than a lot of people these days in this state. Oh my gosh, they get married fast here. So they were in Utah for a period of time then? Yeah, for a period of time, and then they got immediately moved to Georgia once they got married. Okay. Um, so he was like, okay, start packing your stuff, and when I come back, we're moving to Georgia. How long was he in the military? Was he a lifelong guy? Yeah, he actually still works with the government and stuff, but he retired um, as a lieutenant colonel, and that was probably like five or six years ago. So, so like Fort Stewart in Georgia? Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't. No before yeah. Yeah. That was before my mental capacity time even. So, <laughs> like, so I assume you guys moved a lot then. Yeah. Um, we lived in around. Germany for eight years and then moved to England. Germany for, for eight. Wow. Yeah, I miss Germany. That's like, a long deployment. For, I want to go I mean, there. I mean, oh, I highly recommend it. I, I guess like if you're in the army and you get deployed out to Germany, they probably every couple of years ask if you want to stay or not because i i, I imagine seen, but I like my parents are um what is it called antique junkies they uh, love antiques and that's that's like where you get the antiques yeah because yeah because the shit in germany didn't get ruined yeah well that <laughs> that and they have houses in germany older than our country Well, again because yeah. the shit in germany didn't get ruined like if you want to go see the best castles, castles in the world germany oh, germany. go so to germany beautiful. like specifically like they south germany like, themselves. like bavaria mm-hmm. and stuff they're beautiful but they also stole everyone's shit. Yeah, they, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't get bombed. Like, but if you go like France, England, Poland, like those countries were bombed into fucking oblivion. So it's all relatively yeah. new, meaning new as in not. I mean, they've got some really old shit, right? But like London was fucking leveled during World right. War Two a couple times. Like, yeah. so Germany has the nice stuff because they stole it and they didn't get but bombed. If you're if you're alive from the military. It's almost guaranteed you'll do time in Germany. Do, do yeah. time? It's like Unless you're in the Navy guaranteed. and then it's Japan. Well, in uh, the yeah. That is true. My yeah. grandfather was in the Navy and he went to Japan just yeah. like everyone else. Oh, the cord. My bad. Yeah. There's a reason you do time in Germany and we have a military base in Germany and in Japan still. Yeah. Post, post-World War II. We learned our lesson from World War One, where we de-armed them and Lynn left. And this time, World War II, we're like, okay, we're going to take all your shit. And stay. And we're going to stay. We're going to have a permanent presence here because you lost. But Germany f- seems to have, like, fixed themselves. Like, they are remembering their history. They're very accountable for what they did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like, keep in mind, we've been there for 80 years with I know, the rest of Western but Europe. Like, <laughs> we haven't learned our own lessons here, no, so. But, you know, they're... Yeah. All right, we got to get to tattoos eventually. No, we so, don't. No, we don't. So this you, is more. Germany, this is way interesting. This is way more interesting than just tattoos. The trashiest <laughs> art form there is. That's a joke, by the way. Um, so we have we have Germany, we have England, 
Mm-hmm. Um, where else? Uh, Virginia, just outside of D.C. I mean, you could have so, with something more so Arlington yeah. area. Although being that uh, close to D.C. is cool. I really like Washington. We were in Fairfax. Um, oh, okay. So when the whole Johnny Depp and uh, what's her name? <laughs> Am- thing, Amber, Heard. Amber Heard thing went on. That was very much like, oh, that was that's where we used to live over there. <laughs> and of course, we lived on post and stuff for that. And Amber's daily routine is wake up, take a crap, get out of bed. In that order. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That uh, whole thing is crazy. And that happened like a year ago. Can you believe that? that? It's already been a year. And Netflix already has a special. I know. I saw that. I I was starting to watch it. I didn't watch it, it, but I saw that. It was interesting. From And and it felt so weird that they were lined up. People are lined up to go to this hearing. And that was the most bizarre thing to me. It's like... I don't know. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I need a witness this. And it's like, is this history? You, is you it guys like- are too young for OJ. Yeah. But the exact same thing happened. With but OJ that Simpson. makes more sense. The OJ there was a was murder. Same way. Are you kidding? Okay. So look, black guy murders ex-wife and her boyfriend or whatever versus, and he's like a football player, but like. But he was like already a retired football by, player. By all accounts, like probably just like a, a relatively average dude at that point in his life. But then you have Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and Johnny Depp is a weird fucking dude. And it's not it's not a mystery to anyone that he's a weird fucking dude. He he's is. like <laughs> super eccentric. Like you look at his history, his movies, he's good buddies with what the what's Tim the, Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Also fucking weird. He plays dude. with Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, like like yeah, plays like in a, a bass band player with, with Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah, yeah. Johnny I Depp's didn't know that. Johnny Depp's a weird fucking dude. And and so like everyone's intrigued to hear about the tawdry details of the shit that goes and on then to behind find out closed that doors. She she was abusing him was like, Oh, this is even more so interesting. There's a lot of interest there because you're like, Okay, what are the fucking super rich, super eccentric motherfuckers do in private besides weird. screw kids on Epstein? See, Island? I feel like Heard and Depp is kind of a prime exact- example of what happened happens like they're just normal people that have fucked up emotions no, 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 no. johnny oh, depp maybe. is not a normal person that's my point that's why okay, people that's are intrigued because there's nothing normal about i feel him. like what's the what's emily blunt's husband's name john kaczynski yeah so i feel like they're more like a star couple that are normal yeah that people. would be like okay. like if you have like anna kendrick and whoever her fucking husband is or she's whatever. not married okay well, johnny yeah you're right okay so john kaczynski and, and emily blunt like if they had some weird fucking divorce trial there would be interest just because they're stars and people are weird but, but i think it would be, be but i think it would just be like any no, anybody else's it'd fleeting, divorce it'd be fleeting uh, news and throughout history everybody wants to watch a freak show that's that, true look at the fucking apprentice look at donald well, trump well but look at look at like, like kevin bacon and kira sedgwick like they have like a farm where they like name their pets and stuff and they like sing to each other like oh, wow. they're like s- stars that are kind of more like yeah, a normal no one but gives not a johnny depp and amber they care about johnny depp and amber heard because they're of how, weird well, and I don't think people thought Amber Heard was as fucking weird as she was. That's true. I and didn't expect that. she started speaking so publicly and people were like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I don't think Johnny Depp's the fucked up one in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the which, that's what That's where it got weird when it's, he's the more normal of the two. And then people are like, from going from. That's like when people meet you and Heather and they're like, she well, married him. This was the height, this was the height of the Me Too movement as well, right? Like yeah, he, it was. This is, you know, this is, this is, uh, what's his, fuckwad jerking off in plants for people um, i can't think of his name but i can picture him but you know all so all this shit's happening and guy. immediately like in johnny depp's defense like this was trial by public there was no actual trial that happened 
and he lost all this fucking business. Like he, did. he got like he got pulled out of the Harry Potter series. Like and he I was really playing wanted Grindelwald. To see him in that, he, he would have done so and, well and to they, finish that. They fucking yank him out of a movie and replace him with a dude that's nowhere near as good. Mm-mm. On Disney set at the time, Disney's like, you won't do Disney ever again. Yeah, exactly. And he and, and who was he pirates? Was, he was a fucking superstar for Disney. He oh, did. Yeah. He did their one of their biggest franchises at the time, which was Pirates. This is before they owned Star Wars. And, 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 well, and he did some shitty movies for Disney, like, um, fucking, what's the one with High Ho Silver? And he was the- Lone the, Ranger. Oh, yeah. yeah, Lone Ranger. Like, he did that shitty fucking movie for I Disney. I that one existed. Just because it's terrible. You <laughs> should forget it. But, like, he was a Disney, like, household name for Disney because of the Pirates series and stuff. And, and they were just like, oh. We can't associate with you. You were abusive to your wife. You're gone. No trial had happened, like just a just an accusation out in the public, and that was enough. Disney and so, cares about their appearance so much. It wasn't That's, just Disney though; it was oh, yeah. everyone. Like he couldn't fucking work. I just mean with how fast they dropped him. Like yeah. especially even coming from working at Disney, they they will drop you if but you're a bad image for them. They, you know, they didn't handle it in the way they should have, no, which is hey. Agree. We're going to suspend this for now. Let's find out what's going on. Let's actually investigate. So anyway, so then when Johnny Depp was like, okay, well, I'm going to fucking destroy you publicly because you've, you've basically ruined, you ruined a huge chunk of my career. Yeah. Like, this is what I live for and you fucking ruined it. So let's, uh, let's put everything out there. Let's let everyone see how fucked up we are. <laughs> He's so. like, I have nothing to lose. I've lost everything. Man. You though. And nobody, and did Johnny, anything happen like, there when anybody was like, oh, well, I didn't expect that from Johnny Depp. And no, I got, nobody did that. I got to tell you, I fucking hate celebrity shit like that. Like it has, <laughs> there's no interest to me. I was interested in it because <laughs> just as all the, the fact that I he think. knows all this. It's, it's fuck, he, man. Yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> super, he doesn't. It's so super fucked up. I'll be like, you know, that's that person. He'll be like, no, I don't, I don't So how do you get back to Utah? <laughs> <laughs> this was from Fairfax. So you go to Fairfax to where? Uh, we lived in Kansas for eight months and then okay. moved to Utah when my dad was, was he deployed at the time? I think he was deployed. Uh, honestly, a lot of it's a blur now in my life. Um, so how old were you when you came back to Utah then? I was going into seventh grade. Okay. okay. So when so. we came back to Utah, I was going into seventh grade, lived here for mm, almost two years during that time, and then moved to Hawaii for two years. Oh, and then came back. Island. Uh, we lived on Oahu. So yeah, there, there's not really a question. She moved with the oh, military. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about it. She went to the base. Yep. I didn't yeah. think about that. And then, then you came back here. Yeah. Um, and he was at that point. Did he retire? Or no, was he, close? He, he was still. No, he was still going. <laughs> and Remember then, he was young when all this started. Well, I mean, she's like she's in high school at this point. Yeah. I was. Yeah, still but, in high school. but he was young. Yeah. Well, so like. That's true. Like I I imagine if he was that age when he had. He's in his mid 40s at this point. He's 46. Yeah. So he's, I was just going to say he's, he's my age. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think he's actually older. Th- okay. I had a discussion with my parents how their ages have just stopped. Yeah. Like, that happens. My I, kids do. Yeah. My mom, she's not in her. She may be turned 50 in my brain, but she's already like 55. Yeah, I guess if I'm he like, did 20 years, it's probably getting close to retirement. Time. I think he's actually, he is retired now, but he's, I think he's 48 right now. So yeah. So but yeah. he's still, he's still say, young. He's got to be he's, our age because age. she yeah, is our but, kid's but age. In, in the working world, you still got 20 plus years. Oh, to easily. Go no, 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 but that's, but that's military retirement. Right. It's 20 mm-hmm. years in the military. Totally different. And so, so, at, so he comes to Utah then after Hawaii. At what point does he retire? Like, did, or do you just stay was, in Utah then? I think it was 
really short after coming back to Utah that it was maybe a year or so. That's like, that to me sounds like it's getting close to that 20 year mark. Yeah. I, he basically, it came down to if he stays in, he gets to get deployed again. If he gets out, he's good. And I mean, he's, he is a hundred percent permanently disabled. So I think, yeah, I mean that you're, you're any talking more about services than ta- that <laughs> time frame wise. Now we're, we're talking Afghanistan and Iraq mm-hmm. and going back overseas. So that would not probably be great for no. him. And I mean, he has so many health problems and mental problems now that like the idea of him going again, like, ugh. Yeah, what was that? What was his job? In the army? He was a geospatial engineer. Oh, okay. that's so, so cool. Yeah. Map yeah. maker. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was going to be a, a nuclear submarine dude. Really? Yeah. Dude. That's the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I get I get as close as I can and then I just... <laughs> that's what I wanted to work on. Uh, if I was going to do anything in the military, Damn. it was going to be Navy nuke. So. And what stopped that? Um, just life? I can explain it if you want. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever explained it on the show before. I'm so intrigued. I feel like you have, but I don't know. I know I've talked about this before. I've heard it so, a million times, but I don't know. We're friends, and so... So when I like- when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was in high school, I hated my life. Like, I grew up in a small town with a shitty parent. Where did you grow um, up? Green River, Wyoming. Oh, okay. So and Wyoming, yeah. I did a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Yeah, there's not much to do there. So I did a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Like, I was in Civil Air Patrol as a kid. Um, I did uh, a few military-adjacent things when I was in high school, and my junior year of high school... I, you know, I was like, I want to go in the Navy. I want to do the nuke program. I applied for an ROTC scholarship uh, through the Navy, which if you've ever gone through that experience, that's, it's a lot. Like it was a ton of work to apply for that scholarship. You have to reach out to your Congress people because you have to be sponsored by a Congress person to even apply. Um, and you have to have like letters around, you have to have a letter of recommendation from the Congress person and like two other folks, um, that are, are, you know, tied to you that know you. Uh, it's a long, huge scholarship application. At least it was at the time. And so you apply and then you don't find out for a long time. So I apply. And in the summer of my junior year, I'm like, I want to be in the military. I'm just going to enlist and go into the Navy nuke school, nuke program. Like I would start at an E3. By the time I'm out of nuke training, I'd be an E6 and I will have a nuke career in, in the Navy and then go into the private sector. Like that's kind of where I was at. As a 16 turning 17 year old junior going to be senior in high school and, you know, recruiter took me, you know, brought me down here, came back, had my mom like, Hey, you got to sign this form because it's delayed entry. She's like, okay, I'll sign it. <laughs> so 17 year old me is now committed to, um, which is so crazy at that young of an age, you commit to so much and that's you're committed. Like, so, so oh. you commit to four years. Plus mm-hmm. two years of nuke training and an additional two years on top of that. So that's eight years of active duty commitment that, is so that I was, I was making at the age of 17. And my mom was like, yeah, sure. Don't fucking <laughs> sign this for you. Does that mean you're out of the house? Okay. So, so, and my mom, I mean, her brother was in the Navy. My uncle was in the Navy. There's some stories. It was like, oh, this is great. There's some stories there. Like my grandpa was in the Air Force. Um, so then my senior year of high school, I started getting scholarship offers like the second month of the year. To every, I had a full ride offer to every school in the state of Wyoming. Wow. Like my second month of, of high school, my senior year, couldn't take him. Couldn't even, couldn't even, um, entertain, it. entertain him at all. Because oh. he'd already, because signed I'd it. already signed delayed entry. I don't have a choice. I have oh to go into gosh. the Navy. My only out That's was how the, they get you. They get you before. My right only before. out was the ROTC scholarship. So I took it. I went to school at the University of Utah on it. Um, cause I ended up getting it in like, 
April. By the time April rolled around, I could only apply to the University of Utah because I hadn't applied to any schools because no. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not getting the scholarship either, so yeah. I'm just stuck. So April rolls around. I get the scholarship. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Uh, you, can you take me? They're like, yeah, you got to pay extra because you applied so fucking late. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> I go to the U. Um, I'm so disillusioned with the Navy at this point. I'm like, fuck the military and preying on kids. So I take the year that I'm granted for free and I just give them the big finger and walk away from it. So it's a lot. And again, those are things that you don't realize until one, either you signed it or two, you're like, well, I've signed the contract. I'm in it. And then yeah. you, you try to do something. They tell you, nope, can't do well, that. And, and yeah. even thinking through college at that point, like it, it wasn't like an easy decision. It was a lot of thought. And some of that thought was, Okay, it's going to take me five years to complete the engineering degree I want at the mm -hmm. U, which means I have to match five years in the Navy after that. And if I want to go into the nuke program, it's another two for the school, the Navy nuke school. They don't mm -hmm. give a shit what degree you have. You go through their nuke school. Uh, and, uh, and then two years on top of that. So now at that point, I've got five in school, five that, two for the nuke, two for the, I'm 14 years into the fucking Navy. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm a career Navy guy at that point. Like there's no, that is your and life. not finishing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and on a nuke. So not like, well, and if I do sub school, by the way, that's another two years, one year oh, of sub school, one year. And of, so of like match. not on a base where if he found someone, she could be by his side. You but could on find a someone. Ship. Yeah, well, this is just it. This is where one, nobody knows where you are. This is one thing about the Navy. Like, even if I didn't go to sub school and I did like Navy nuke, on like an aircraft carrier, because our carriers and our destroyers are all nuclear ships now. Mm -hmm. But even if I was to do that, the thing about the Navy that's so different than the other branches. So your dad got deployed to Germany. Mm -hmm. His and whole family yeah. went to Germany. He came him. home yeah. every day. He went to work. I mean, honestly. He came home. Right. For a very short amount of time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he would sleep do, and then but go. When he was in Germany, you got to see him. Yeah. Like it was a regular occurrence. Yeah. And when he got deployed overseas for like actual combat, mm -hmm. it's not like he was gone for two years. He would come back. He was gone on a five or six month deployment for combat and come yeah. back most likely. Right. In the Navy, when you get deployed to a base, let's say you go to a naval base in Japan. We get deployed on a ship. You're on that ship for three to six months, depending on the type of ship. <laughs> You're not with your family. Your family's just fucking hanging out at the base without you and with all the other naval families. And it's like... That sucks. You can't really have a family and be a Navy Most person. of them no. don't even go to the bases. They just stay where their family is because they're alone most of the time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's the, that's the long and short <laughs> of why I'm not in the military. And I, I still, that's one of those decisions in life where you go back to it and you're like, how much different would my life be? Like, I wouldn't know her. Yeah. Um, I will probably wouldn't have stayed in Utah. I guarantee I wouldn't have stayed in Utah. Um, just, just, uh, interesting life choices. So not a lot of submarines in sad. Utah. No, no. So where did <laughs> they're you, they're there with the whales <laughs> Yeah, in the, great, yeah, Salt in the Lake. great Salt Lake. So Idaho actually does have a Navy nuclear training facility though. What is fucking the dog dogs doing? being weird over here. Uh, okay. So where'd you go to high school then? Weaver you're high. Cause you're in Utah, right? So yeah. you go to Weaver high. So you guys are up in the O-town area. Mm -hmm. Um, and then. Was it like always I'm going to college? Was that always no. a thing? Okay. No, no, no. I, I told I'm always my parents curious, I'm not going to college. I, I was very keen on that. I was like, this is not the life for me. I don't want anything to do with college. And I mean, jump forward. I didn't decide to go to college until a week before college started. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm going to lose my health benefits through the military if I don't go, do I? Like, And they're <laughs> like, yeah, you won't get those. And I'm like, I thought I would get those forever. 
And yeah. nope. 20, so military is a little different than the rest of, of the commercial world now at this point. But that was uh, an Obamacare provision to be able to allow our kids till the age of 26. Because it used to be only if they were going to school. Yeah. And then it got changed to you can keep them on your insurance till you're 20, till they're 26. But military is different insurance. Military is until 23. <laughs> yeah. Um, military still rocks the old style. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's what got me to go to school. So I guess it worked out in my favor in that. <laughs> and I was in Colorado at the time because um, I ended up working at uh, High Peak Camp. I was their cook there. And I was like, I think I might live my life at camp. I think I might do this life. No, I literally was like, uh, no, this isn't right. I need to do classes. I need to figure out my life. I can't just live here at the camp. And so I literally week before I contacted the school and I said, I'm going to be going for musical theater. And they said, okay, great. Um, most of your classes are probably filled up. So you get to go in and try to get, I think they called it a purple slip. You get a purple slip and try to get into all your classes. And I said, mm-hmm. great. Not knowing that like most of the time that you don't get in those classes. That's no. like a, I wish you the best. Like, good luck. <laughs> like, good luck. Meanwhile, I went up to all the professors. I'm like, here's my purple slip. Can you please sign it? I need to be in this class because it's part of my degree. And I started out late and I wasn't able to sign up. Please sign it. And I think because I was so forward and intimidating to them right off the bat that they're like, oh, okay, here you so, go. <laughs> I, I can actually tell you it is because of that. It's because most people that get those, they'll go to the class and they sit there and they're timid. Professors, especially at big schools like Weber, like they see so many. I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it for somebody who wants it. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's fair. just it. Like you go, like you go to a, like the University of Utah, and you're in a what they call a weed out course for a degree program. Oh my gosh, and those you're, are the worst. You're in a lecture with 400 other people. They don't give a fuck if you go to that lecture or if you <laughs> pass the class. I never had a big lecture at Weber State. In that, all of my classes, that's that was a, crazy. That's to me. a thing with Weber. So they Weber, actually, yeah. they actually tote that yeah, when they, because, because they, one of my daughters was thinking about it's going. So there. great because I, I mean, plenty of those at the U. Oh yeah, plenty of those. Yes. But that's because they have prestigious like engineering programs, and so they stick you through some courses like as like getting into architecture, like those first few courses, like you get in there with seven hundred uh-huh, people in a giant auditorium, forty of them go to the next. See, I don't think I would have been successful in my career, like going, getting my degree and stuff if I went to a college like that. I think that I need that feedback from the professors. So it worked out really well because I hate to say it before when I was deciding my last minute, where am I going to go to school? Before that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Dixie. I'm going to go live at the party school. They're not really the party school. It's just they can only hang out with each other because there's not much else. Mm -hmm. Um, But... With that, I was like, I don't want to go to Weber State anywhere but Weber State. <laughs> and meanwhile, Weber State, Weber State had my back for a lot of it. And I accredit my degree to them. I mean, they essentially owned me. I was on a tuition waiver by the end of it and had scholarships and everything because I lived there until 5 a.m. almost every day. And then I'd start classes at nine and I was running off of 23 credits a semester and I wow. wanted to die. So you finish, you finished then? I did. With a, a degree in musical theater? No. So I, <laughs> I, that's where it switched. I had a breakdown in class, uh, during one of my performing finals and I realized I was like, I don't like my life. I've only performed <laughs> up until this point. I don't like who I am. I don't know who I am. Cause like, Growing up, I was always wanting to do plays and musicals and that I wanted to do acting. That was my life. I didn't think 
of anything else besides that. And then in high school, I literally could have graduated early, but I said, no, 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 I'm going to stay in theater. I'm going to stay and only take theater classes. And so I did my nail tech <laughs> and stayed in theater. And I mean, I don't regret that, but I was very keen on just following that path, but I didn't know who I was. And that breakdown I had during my final where I think that's where the professor there was like, she's a shit show. I don't want her here. (laughs) Um, She never looked at me the same way after that (laughs) breakdown, which is fine. I get it. Uh, They probably all didn't know what to do with me after that. But I had that epiphany where I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not who I am. I I don't even know who I am. And so then I looked at, at that time, I was like in the costume shop and I was like, they were talking about wigs and designing hair. And and it was like for a vintage look that they were trying to design this wig for. And I was like, oh, oh, you just do this. And at first they did not want to listen to me. I was, I know they were probably thinking this girl does not know what she's talking about. But I used to style my hair like that. I knew what I was talking about. Uh, cause I love doing the vintage kind of pinupy looks and stuff. And that's what they were going for. Um, and then once they saw that I could take control of the wig and I was like styling it for them, they were like, Oh, she's going to work for us. <laughs> she's going to live here for us. And, and I didn't know what I was signing up for in that moment, but I started doing design classes started. I literally took my classes in reverse. So I took the 4,000 level designing classes at the beginning. And I didn't take the entry level until my so you senior had to, year to get <laughs> like to senior graduate. year. Yeah. So to graduate. Degree, yeah. One of my daughters did that with one of hers and she just had this one last. She was a biology major mm-hmm. out of all the, at, like a, bi- that's a, what bio- she- a biology yeah, major you. with an animal emphasis. And she needed her basic level biology. Course. <laughs> and she put it off and put it off and put it off. And then she was like, this that's crazy. Blows. They let her just pass through that. Well, well, she had to take the course to get her degree, so. Yeah. yeah. But it was like a, it was like a, like a entry level biology course. Mm-hmm. Like, this blows. Oh yeah. I mean, even the professor, Catherine, she was like, yeah, you don't even, I don't even know why you're here. Like, we've already gone through all of this. I had to teach you these things because we threw you in full. I said, good luck. Um, and then that's when I started designing with Weber State and I just became a technical theater design, started working, um, with a ballet west started to so that was a major technical theater design yeah yeah that was my major and then it wasn't until mm, last two semesters i decided my minor was in women and gender studies and oh, that was cool it was a really great one like honestly that'd be I, one of the things i'd go back to school if i ever went to school and the thing is is <laughs> i feel like people make fun of it and what i loved about it is in up until that point i was raised with this mentality not from my parents but like raised by society mentality that okay you are going to be in bad situations in theater and in film that you are not harvey going to weinstein's feel- gonna yes. pull out his dick yeah. and jack off in a plane exactly in front of you. Like- i found his name in my brain just in <laughs> love that, that for you but it I I started to come to this idea that, oh, I'm going to have a divorce one day. I I started going down this route and accepting these negative things for my life. And having those courses really made me be like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to, uh-uh. Why, why were you thinking you wanted that? Like, this is ridiculous. I get to make so, my own decisions. So yeah. to be clear, you've never let a dude jack off into a plant in front of you. No. Okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure that, that that's At least, clear. 
At least not without your consent. To this point in not her life, she has avoided that unconsensually. <laughs> exactly. And so be- with all of that, I honestly, because every semester they made you like twice a year, they would make you do juries. I think it was twice a year. Maybe it was once a year. And one of those things, um, they would make you do juries to be like, why should we give you your scholarship? Why are you good to us? Meanwhile, they're like, of course, these people are good because they live here. They're always working here. And during my my senior one, I literally I waited till the day before, put it together. And I was like, essentially with the mentality, no, no, I am my own person. I appreciate what you have done for me, but I do not owe you to argue why I deserve this. Because if you can't see all the effort I've put in, that's on you. Like, and so I know that juries wise, they probably were like, why was our last jury so bad? <laughs> but I was honestly so much like, I don't need to defend why I need. I, I, I would venture to think that they, they didn't think it was bad. I would venture to think that they were like, Oh, she's, she's figured it out. Cause she's everybody else gives the same answer. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's an important, that's an important piece of anyone's life. I mean, what you went through in, internally in terms of what do I want to fucking do? What yeah. do I do with my life? Figuring out what you think you like isn't what you really like. And then, you know, coming to that conclusion by the time you're, you're getting close to graduation of like, hey, my accomplishment should say enough. Exactly. Like, I don't need to fucking defend myself. Like, that's a big change in a person's life that a lot of people, until they get to that point, like, what, what is it called? Self-worth? Well, and honestly... Yeah. Most women don't ever get to that point. Yeah. So I hope, kudos to you. So I hope awesome. that becomes more of a thing because that was such a relieving moment in my life. And it, that was also where I was starting to cut off the mental ties of wanting to pursue acting, wanting to pursue entertainment. And mainly I wanted to do that because I was like, okay, we have a negative relationship with this. We need to either fix this or leave it forever. And I stopped doing that. And then that's... When I started, I think I had four or five jobs at that time because I wanted my own apartment and getting your own apartment without roommates. That is the worst. It's very expensive. Oh, these it's days. My oldest so daughter expensive. is like so, struggling right now with that. So you're working, you said like Ballet West, a bunch of other. So how do you, how do you get into tattooing amongst all this? Like, <laughs> Were you doing prison tats in college no, for people? No. Like, so I didn't even... At all. I didn't want to mess with anything tattoo related. I was like, I'm never going to tattoo. That's on someone's for- body forever. Like, all oh, the stress and everything. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh, okay, we have a tattoo appointment tomorrow. This is a really big piece. And a complete shift in my brain. Um, it came through with when I went back to school almost immediately because I was like, I miss classes. Um, because this was before I was diagnosed with ADHD, but I was craving that instant, like, brush of being like, I have this to do, this to do, this to do. And then when I started losing those things, I started freaking out. Um, but I then started looking at doing pre-med because I was like, oh, I want to do um, to become, uh, what's it called? A dermatologist. I want to be able to help people with their skin so they feel confident. And it that's where it oh, started you're to stem. them with their skin now, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. No, literally, it started with that where I was like, okay, how can I make people feel good about their bodies? How can I make them want themselves as much as they want other people and idolize other people? And so then I started looking at that and I was like, okay, Victoria, we have a real conversation to have with ourselves. <laughs> and that conversation was the fact that I don't know how to separate my life and my job. 
And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to med school and all this and all this, just like how you were kind of lining up how your life was going to turn out. And I was like, I don't know if I will be able to have a successful relationship if I go down this route, um, because I'm going to throw myself into my work and neglect my relationship. And so then I was like, okay, okay, where are we going now? And then I was just working at Weber State Testing Center as a national proctor. And I then was like, I I was getting a lot of tattoos leading up to this. I was like, each tattoo makes me feel good. Because you can't just have one. No, I I started getting a lot and my bank account hated me (laughs) so much. I got a question real quick. Yeah. Do you have any lower back tattoos? Mm-hmm. I have like a giant upper butterfly on my butt, like the but upper. Not a, no, but on your butt. But not like not a tramp stamp. stamp. Okay. No, no. It's a traditional, like a neo-traditional butterfly. Um, and butterflies are my thing and moths are my thing. So it started with moths and this gets to my like branding of my moth butterfly half and half is the fact that to me, moths related to my life because you see a moth in the yard. And you see it when it comes out of the lawnmower. Like, it's a little tattered and it just flies away. And you're like, good God, that thing. And I was thinking of my life and I was like, okay, life has been a little lawnmower-y. <laughs> and I feel like the tattered moth. So then that's where that started. And then the butterflies. And I have like multiple moths and butterfly tattoos. Um, and then the butterflies came from the fact I was like, okay, you don't have to be so gruff with yourself in life. You can be the delicate little butterfly sometimes. You don't you don't need to be the moth that's tattered. Um, and with all of that, it made me think, okay, I need to, I want to be able to make people feel good about themselves. I want to be able to express myself with art. And then that started to lead into, okay, how am I going to get an apprenticeship? Apprenticeships are scary. Trying to get one is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I started working on my portfolio a year prior and with my design background, that really helped me because I became more used to digitally drawing. And that's a huge thing in this day and age of tattooing. Like you need to know how to present your stuff in a good way that people can see your ideas as well as having that clean format, because I feel like that's so important right now Mm. in our tattoo community, that and social media, oof, all the way like word of mouth is great, but to have that back following is so important too. Um, and I decided a year prior to even doing the apprenticeship that I was going to start putting my portfolio together. Um, and so I started drawing and I started trying to figure out different medias of drawing, like using charcoal, using color pencils and other things that weren't just digital. Um, and then I put that together and essentially, um, because of my health reasons at work and not like I was physically in pain because I wouldn't move a lot. And then they took away my heater because it became a fire hazard. And then they became... Did you work at a hospital? No, this was at oh. the testing center. <laughs> I was going to say, the hospital's like, I had a heater and I didn't get it tagged. And they just took it away from me one day. Yeah, no. The, so the fire marshal came in and was like, this yeah. is a problem. You turned off our computers. And I was like, okay. But it was just kind of how it was then approached after that. That just honestly hurt my feelings because I was there for so long that it was like instantly they were like, oh, we don't we don't need her. We don't want her, even though put a lot of hours into that. And it came into that realization where I was like, I want to be somewhere where I am valued. And then I said, it means a lot when you're putting in a lot of time when you see that they care about the time that you put in, even if it's not like a verbal thing, but like it's something there's something there. And I think that after 
a coworker wasn't the nicest about it and the managers realized the situation, they kind of tried to find alternatives. But at that point, my brain was race at like, nope, we're going to look at trying to either work at the U as a sterilization tech or do tattooing. And I said, okay, Victoria, if you go as a sterilization tech, because I already had the interview and everything and they were about to offer me it. I was on the phone call when they were saying like getting ready to offer the job that I told them no. Um, and that's when I said, okay, we're going to do tattooing. <laughs> and I hadn't even found an apprenticeship yet at that point. And so I said, well, here we go. Um, and then I started at Raven Studios. Um, and I was only there for a brief amount of time. I think I was there for like a month or a little over a month. Um, and I just felt like the training I was receiving there was not what I needed personally. Um, and what I was looking for. And so then looked for a different person and I went to her shop and I did her apprenticeship. I don't know if I technically finished it because it, like I did the last design, but at the same time they were moving to a different shop and I was like, I want my private studio still that maybe in her eyes, I didn't finish it. But in my eyes, I'm like, I checked off that last box with that last tattoo. Um, and so I said, okay, let's find our own place. And I found a place after a lot of searching. It was, it's hard. It's expensive to find your own place. Like having yep. your own studio. Oh my gosh. Then you have to, then you have to get all of the, uh, health department yeah. stuff signed off on. There's like, a lot. The and, business license part's easy. Oh, easily. <laughs> and, but the funny thing was, is the issue I was running into was having two sinks. Finding a place with two sinks that I would be able to have access to without a carpeted floor and stuff, that was my issue because mm -hmm. you couldn't have doors in between your sinks, like your main sink. And so a lot of places were like, oh, we have this sink over here, but there's a door. And the people would come in and be like, when I was discussing it with them, they're like, no, there's a door there. You're either going to have to remove the door or you're going to have to install a sink. And so that became a problem. And then as one of the last places, my sister said, why don't you look at that little beauty shop just down the road? And I said, that's a beauty shop. <laughs> I didn't know. Like it just didn't, I, I'd always seen the building there, but I just didn't know inside like what it was. First time I walked in there, I was like, this is heaven. <laughs> there was a chandelier and I was like, <laughs> I am, this is my place. I want this to work out. And I saw little rooms with little letters on them upstairs. And I was like, I bet I could get one of those. I'm really hoping they have some available. And I went up and I said, I know this is going to sound really, really crazy, but do you have any spots available? I'm looking, I do tattoos and I'm looking for a space that's a private studio. Um, and at that point, a lot of places said that they're like, we don't want tattoos here. Mm -hmm. it, a lot of places, Junction, no tattoos over there at all. Which is crazy, and it's just they don't they don't want that part of Ogden to get back into. Which the is old funny because it's literally right by them. Like all the tattoo shops are just on the outskirts of them. When yeah. I looked at Julia's shop, that's what they told her. Yeah, the know, first thing was like, "You're not no doing tattoos. tattoos here, are you?" I was like, "No, really? Uh -huh. Oh man, yeah." I know a lot of people are trying to find places, and and so I was already preparing myself. That she's probably going to say no and think you're crazy because it was a salon downstairs. Um, and she said, well, actually, we have a couple spots upstairs that are about to open. And I said, oh, my goodness, can I please see them? She's like, absolutely. Let's go look. Literally went, looked. I was like, 
wanting to cry because I was like, this is my place. This is so, this is what I wanted. This is a little studio so, where it was private. So yeah, why, why did you decide you wanted a private studio? Because a lot of people going into tattooing want to work at a, a bigger studio, at least initially to get, you know, their wings under them, yeah. past apprenticeships and stuff. And that's kind of where, so this, where we broke off to do the private studio versus the main shop is I was with a shop and they were moving into an open concept shop and which is great. Like a lot, of, like a lot of artists like that because they can turn around to their buddy and like, Hey, look at this. This looks really cool. And you're like, yeah, that looks really cool. And it's like you hype each other up at least at the shop I was at. And I was starting to have more clients that were uh, neuro spicy <laughs> where they wanted the lights dimmed. They liked a little bit quieter sounds and stuff like that. And I was reaching that clientele more. And to me, I'm like, those are the people I want to feel comfortable when they go get a tattoo. I don't want them to feel judged. I want them to get their cutesy tattoo. That's a little glitter tattoo and not feel like, Oh, they're going to make fun of me later. Or like they want to have a little fidget toy with them and not feel guilty for that. Because again, I have ADHD and like autism is in my family and stuff like that. And so I realized that I either can awkwardly leave the shop once I move to the open shop because they re-signed on their lease or I can try to leave now and start my own side. And keep with that business I had that were wanting the private studio. And almost every client I went to, like, had, they were all like, oh, my goodness, you have a private studio? That's amazing. Because they don't want to feel like they're at, they're being watched all the time by it's other like artists and everything. Yeah. you got all of the muscle heads. And exactly. then you got the normal people who don't want to That's why everyone it. likes Planet Fitness. I like it for the awesome <laughs> videos people take. <laughs> I love that. I love this so much. Plan I mean... Planet Fitness is wild. <laughs> well, so, like, there are the meatheads at most gyms, and mm -hmm. they're annoying as shit. If you're not a meathead and, like, you don't do the powerlifting garbage, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> that's annoying as shit when you're just trying to work out. Mm -hmm. But Planet Fitness is, like, the exact opposite of that, where, like, look, there's plenty of normal people to go to Planet Fitness, but there's also people that have one of them. Thank you very much. no <laughs> fucking idea what they're doing. And rather than ask for help. They use the machines, funny. Uh, they do. Funny is not just wrong, by the way. Funny <laughs> is like fucking getting. I'm surprised they don't get hurt. Some... Oh no! Like, I mean, they do get I hurt, but like they get hurt. <laughs> but you see some of the shit they do. Like you should probably like. And the Planet Fitness people don't fucking stop them. They stop the people that are filming them, which I think is a travesty because those are some of the best videos I've ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> You're like, when give you me the content. <laughs> when you watch some dude on cable machines stick his fucking legs to the. The, the like yeah. what you're supposed to use your fucking hands to pull down on and like he's moving up and down with his fucking or legs they, or they got a hold of him and they're laying down and standing and back like, up le just letting down, the fucking just letting up. the weights pull them yep. up like so <laughs> crazy you're not like I mean those would be kind of fun though like being jolted back up I'd use that like, as more of a ride like don't you realize like can't you you're not feeling any sort of actual tug in your body. I'm pretty sure they, they, understand. they probably feel something because it probably hurts. <laughs> it, yeah, for the wrong reasons. Dislocates the their wrong. shoulders. Yeah. They're like, they go to a chiropractor, they're like, oh, how did you get this injury? I work out. <laughs> I work out six days a week. And then you look at the videos of them working out, and you're like, oh, that's why. That's so, how you work out. 
So how long have you had your studio now? I've had it since February. Since February. Yeah. So okay. I've had my own, again, I'm new to the tattooing scene technically. And, but I think that my extreme OCD when it comes to detail and how I'm like, no, they cannot leave until this is right. Like I, I cannot let someone leave if I don't feel like it looks good. Um, I think between that and then my like background of designing, I think that helped a lot. And during that year training, uh, training as in port- putting my portfolio and stuff together, I would only let myself use the 0.005 microns. And I said, you better like those straight lines, Victoria. <laughs> and I cried sometimes because I was like, I could never tattoo. This looks so bad. <laughs> and I think that helped my fine motor skills with the super small detail because I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever used a 0.005 micron, but they're not forgiving. And if you Mm -hmm. press too hard, they break, they instantly break those things. I've gone through so many of them and now it, it's paid off. It helps so much. Um, but yeah, having my own space has been amazing and I, I love it. And the people I've met, so great. How'd you come up with the name? Anxiously, Tom. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Have you any of you heard of Tom Segura? Yeah. Okay. I so, love Tom Segura. Okay. So I'm, I'm saw, a mommy. I, I like his Bert, stuff. I just saw Burt Kreischer. You got to see I went Bert. To his, yeah, I went to his uh, fully loaded tour here. Oh, I wanted to. It was oh, so good. It was so funny. He sends he me this picture. fucking mascot of himself. It's awesome. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's a giant fucking mascot. Does he it's, really? And it is it is shirtless, just like Bert does oh on stage. He's got a big fucking open mouth, like a blowjob looking mouth. <laughs> it's it's. Fantastic. It's so funny. He was there, and he sends me this picture, and I'm like, "Is that Maddie?" So our youngest daughter's best friend was there, and he's like, "Hey, Maddie." So it was kind of funny. I, love I mean, that. it clearly spans. Oh, Bert Kreischer's fucking hilarious, and Tom Segura. Thank you, Tom Segura is great, and Christina Pratitsky. Oh my god, I I literally still watch their um whenever they do their live streams. Oh, their heavy segments. I that's my guilty pleasure is watching that. So your your name for your shop comes from comes from Tom Tom Segura Segura because he would tell us stories about his kids, and he would be like, because his son always calls him Tom. He's like, hey Tom, can you do this? And he's like, you can call me Dad. I'm your dad. And I was like, I want a kid to call me Tom. <laughs> and I dream, I was like, Victor, your name is Victoria. How are you going to get Tom out of that? And so then it became a joke of my niece. Um, my sister was pregnant at the time. And I was like, I'm going to have her baby call me Tom so I can experience that. It won't be aunt or uncle. It'll just be Tom. And I bet my mom was like, no, no. Why not? It, well, just because it's like not normal. It's not common. <laughs> I think it's You're going to be like, that's Tom. And they're like, when I was married to my Tom? first husband, his name was Don, and for some reason I called him Henry. <laughs> uh, my right. grandma was what called Sam her whole life, and her name was Charles Sleen. What? I think you just get to... I love that. Just, yeah, her yeah. Uh, her twin brother was Charles, and she married and her she husband, married a guy named Charles. Charles. Oh, my gosh. So, Charles, Charles Sleen. I'm Charles. They weren't... <laughs> Back in those days, they weren't real fucking inventive with names. Like, <laughs> d- don't don't you have like a isn't like your uncle? Your you uncle's name them. is like Del, and isn't his mom Delseline? No, Delsa. 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 His name is Delwyn. That's right. They had a. They have a. Uh, let's see. What is it? It's. I'm getting it mixed up with my boss's name, which is Clenneth. Don't don't do that to a kid. But um, it's so they have. Oh gosh, I can't remember, but like two of my uncle's names are like 
three that like yeah like they weren't man. fucking inventive i mean when you have when you're having like my 10 dad's kids name is elvin out, and his aunt or somebody was elvina yeah like if you have that many kids to help out on the farm three of them are going to die so you might as well just reuse <laughs> names i mean like i'm not i'm kind of joking you're like my grandparents didn't die because you really wanted to pass on that family name or whatever well I, i'm kind of joking but i'm also kind of not like that is really a thing like no, charlie like, number one tied but we really uh, like the name charlie so we're gonna, we're gonna shoot gonna for charles that. or you could be charles like george <laughs> foreman if one, yeah with all his fucking kids named george <laughs> so stupid so anyway yeah anxiously tom okay so how would you describe i like to ask any tattoo we've had a couple tattoo artists and i really like to ask them um because this is not a visual show it's all yeah absolutely how would you describe your style to anyone so i really i jump around in a lot of different styles i think that's also what keeps me so interested in the tattoo community is that there are so many different techniques and styles and I love when people bring me things that are different and they're like, I like this style, this style, this style. Can you make me a design in that style? And it's, I'm kind of like a little AI generator where you just put the words in, you put the image reference images and you're like, make it like that. And I just, I'm like, okay, I make it like that. So I don't have a specific one. I do really enjoy the illustrative realism. That's been fun. And dot work. I love dots. Love them. I've been, I said that a few times on my page. Technically, all tattoos are pointillism. It's true. It's just they're so close together. It's a line. <laughs> um, but the pointillism is so much fun. Uh, but honestly, things that just make people excited or emotional or have some kind of feeling to them, whether it's funny, like I want to start doing fuck it Fridays where they're in a fuck it bucket. Um, where you pick out your random design and they're like kind of silly. Uh, and if you do not get your fuck it bucket tattoo, you get put on the fuck it bucket with a Polaroid and you get to hold your thumb up and say, oh, I didn't choose it. <laughs> yeah. And that's why so. people are like, I didn't want that pink dildo. So then they get to be on the fuck it bucket. So I, with, with the picture next to them, like they're holding up the pink dildo tattoo <laughs> and people are like, okay, that's good. That's understandable. Good you. you know what? You deserve yeah. that. You don't need that tattoo. You You're good. You didn't need that penis on your neck. <laughs> good job. Oh my gosh. I will not. I'm, you won't tattoo is- dicks. Or tattoo dicks on people. Which one? It's okay. An, it's an either or. You can only choose one option. But the thing is, is, okay, if someone has a good reason that they want a dick tattoo, I'm in. I'm so in. I know that they'll probably regret it and later down in their life. No, they'll but, probably regret it the first fucking well, needle stabs like, it. That's a very sensitive but who area. Know? Oh, oh, you mean, I thought you meant of dicks. No. No, like I said, you could tattoo a dick or tattoo a dick on someone. Oh, okay. Then I would probably tattoo a dick on someone. I would witness it. Like, I wanted <laughs> to watch the process of how you tattoo a dick, but I don't think... I think that freaks me out. I think that would be really hard. Yeah. No, I don't no, think it would no, be as a thing. No, I'm pretty not sure it would stay quite flaccid. No. <laughs> like, but, but then, like, if it is flaccid, how do you tattoo it? Like, but that's so that's where it goes back and forth. Is some people are like, no, it goes it needs back and to forth. Be. That's how you do it. It takes forever to tattoo it. It's like a six-hour session for a one-inch tattoo. Oh, I bet. I don't know. I think that would be crazy. I think tattoos are trashy to begin with. So are that's all. <laughs> do I have any tattoos? No, but you pay for all mine. That's also because I'm, I'm a little bitch. I couldn't handle it. I can't handle it. Tattoos pain. can be rough. 
I, I will give it that. Some places are really rough to get tattoos and people don't realize it. Like your dick. Like yeah, that definitely. would, that's yeah. up there. That's up there on I, the list. I don't know. I don't know why you would tattoo something that has so many nerve endings. There's that clown guy that has like his dick tattooed like a, a barber pole. And I just, I want to know how many hours went into that. Like how? I want to know what tattoo artist was like. Okay, I'll hold oh, your dick in my hand for the for right hours. amount of money. That's the thing is people are. So what I've learned is when people say they will tattoo your dick, they will start listing off every little fee you will get. If something moves, you get a fee. If something twitches, you get a fee. If, you if pee something, on, yeah. If, you, oh. if there's pee, you get a fee. So the they, fee. yeah. So if you are willing to pay all of those things. Usually the artist is like, damn, this person's a little committed, but you know, money is money. I guess I'm being bought today. Uh, I don't have to and work for a couple days. Yeah. So there's like a, one awkward day, some funny stories. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll do it. So props to them, but I feel like that's common. So what's your, what's your favorite tattoo you've done to date? Oh. And don't say I don't have any favorites because that's fucking bullshit. I know. Everyone says that and it's just because they don't want So I have favorites for different reasons. Okay. The most emotional one I did was recently. It was the little, the German shepherd that had the sunrise um, on its back. And I was crying. I was crying designing that. I was crying doing it. And it was because her dog was getting up there and she was already wearing diapers because they were, it was kind of coming down to the terms of it's time to put her down, but we're not ready yet. And we had that and, discussion before oh, you got before here. You got Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh my, my the other dog that you have not seen, I don't think Chopper's in here. I think he's asleep. I don't think he knows anybody's here. Um, he's like 15 and we were actually oh. just talking about at what point do you put an animal down in diapers and yeah. so, yeah. And so I was crying. I was crying so much and then doing the reveal, like, oh, ah, I don't want to get emotional. That was just so sad because it's like, She's accepting her friend's going to be gone. And I was like so sad because I had my dog and I always think about her dying all the time. And the thought of losing your friend that you've had for all these years. I mean, this was her childhood dog. Like this was going to be a lot for her. And to give her the ability to always look down. That was that was a lot for me. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, no that's good. fine. That's Julia Phoenix. No, my um, my daughter. Uh, my ex-husband and I had a cat right before we got my daughter. And so my daughter did not know life without this cat. And right before she left for, was it right before she left for college? Was it the first year? No, it was before she left. Um, we had to put him down and that was rough because she didn't, she didn't know life without him. Yeah. He was there before she was born and she was, it, that was, that was really, really, really hard on yeah. him. Yeah. And so... That was probably the most like emotional tattoo I've done that I feel really connected to. Um, because again, that whole thing of like when you're tattooing someone, it's kind of like your soul is being tied to theirs. And so that one was really important. Um, but there's been like cool ones I've done, like so many cool ones and. The tree frog. I love doing that one. That one was so much that fun. Was that was the, a lot of color. In that. Yeah. And to know that these are the styles that you can make with a tattoo machine that traditionally was just lines, hard black lines with solid color and how it's changed so much. The tattoo industry and the styles have 
come such a far away, like so long. And I, I think probably my illustrative realisms are probably up there on my list just because it's so cool to me. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Sorry for crying. No, no, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't ever need to apologize for that. Okay. We got one more real question yeah. for you and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, wrap this thing up. And Sounds great. Here. What is your favorite thing about Utah? You've made, clearly you've planted long-term roots here by opening up a shop. I mean, that, that's it's pretty significant. What's your favorite thing about Utah? I, you know, my go-to thing was, we have all four seasons, but right now, I don't know if we've really gotten full four seasons. <laughs> um, but just the activities you can do outdoors, there's so much you can do. And it's been so much fun to explore that. And you can go down to southern Utah and it's like desert and red rock everywhere. And then you can just go up into the Uintas and it's like you're in a forest. So I really enjoy the diversity of the when it's scenery the nature nature yeah nature <laughs> uh how do people get a hold of you how do they find your shop the best way to find my shop is to go on to anxiously tom.com that is my website or the best way to see my work and then get to the website is my instagram which is also anxiously tom so julia anxiously tom Great way. You don't have to spell it. Unless people are, <laughs> there are some morons that don't know how to spell anxiously, but they could look it up in the dictionary. But anxiously, Tom, it's it's a that's a good name. It's easy to remember. It's, it's weird. It's but long I like enough it. that the domain was probably pretty pretty cheap. Um, <laughs> just saying, you could. I have a good domain I know, now. UtahCrystals.com, right? Yeah, only because yeah. you made me. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought about that. Because I was like, no, you need to. You're like, this is stupid. No, it's only twenty bucks a year. Yeah, it's freaking. And nobody knows how to spell lady. By the way, this is bullshit. Twenty bucks for you to get utahcrystals.com. Fucking hotdogwater.com was twenty five (laughs) hundred. So we are. So the podcast is hotdog-water.com. Stupid. All right, I'm going to read our affirmation. <laughs> um, I guess this is not, I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, this says self-care isn't selfish. That's kind of appropriate. I think people, I you know, that. stab themselves um, repeatedly to make art on themselves is self-care, I guess. Um, I really like tattoos if they're done well. Not tramp stamps, though. That's why I always ask people. Okay, but some tramp stamps look real cool. Uh, they do. All right, let me. I'm, the art <laughs> might be cool, but the location. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. No one has ever gotten a tramp stamp, i.e., lower back tattoo, over the age of 23. I mean, I've I challenge never... you to find anyone that has one that got it after they turned 23 years old. The thing is, is Europe is very experimental and they do different designs. So they I guess probably they're do probably, dick there. oh, definitely. Absolutely. Like There's on probably a dick a and dicks on people. Like that's a dick be. on a dick. Inception. Yeah. Pro- probably a dick on the lower back pointing at the <laughs> asshole or something. Like a dick that's shaped like an arrow okay. pointing down. Too much. Read the affirmation. <laughs> Too much. Okay. Again, uh, self-care isn't selfish. If you were really going to take care, if you were really going to take care of yourself today, what would you do? So why aren't you doing that? No healthy person wants you to sacrifice yourself for them. Really, anyone who wants that from you is a selfish jerk. Don't assume that people in your life are selfish jerks who can't handle you doing what you need to do for yourself. I love that. So uh, you seem like a person that's done 
a lot of things for yourself, which is fantastic. Uh, are your parents still here? Huh? Are your parents still here in Utah? Yeah. So my dad and my mom are still here in Utah. And my it seems like they'll be here for a while, surprisingly. Um, I think it's been weird to not move around, though, because I keep wanting them to move so I can be like, okay, we're going somewhere new. <laughs> yeah, but that's them going somewhere new. Oh, but I get to go visit it yeah, and just true. pay for the plane ticket. Yeah. I don't have to pay for housing. Housing, when you go on vacation, gets expensive. Yes, it does. Oh, yes, it bad. does. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's thanks for fantastic. having me. Um, if you want to follow the show on social medias, it's at TNU Podcast or uh, com is the website, or as we just said, hotdog-water.com will get you there. Um, I have a few other domains. I should point them there just because I can. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Hopefully you guys have a good week. Uh, enjoy the Enjoy the rain.